Welcome, 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 one and all, to another live edition of The Extra Point, the first show of the new year. Happy New Year to each and every one of you. Your host, Ms. P.O. Culture, back driving the double Dutch bus. We got the whole gang in the house. Happy to see everybody. We got Tasha T. Sizzle joining me up top. We got our show producer, Mr. Michigan Mike, and our boots on the ground, Mr. Boomer Sooner. Mr. Brandon Lewis, how's it going, everybody? How was everybody's weekend? Well, I'm sorry. How was everybody's holiday? <laughs> it was great. It was fast. I, I kind of need another staycation after that. Right. <laughs> All right. That's Mr. PTO, by the way, if y'all don't know who that guy is. Um, T. Sissel, how's it in the Dominican Republic? A lot of our viewers are snowed in today. Oh, it's warm and sunny. I don't know what snow is. And Brandon? We're going to get to you in just a moment, but you had quite an eventful holidays um, all from the last couple of weeks, huh? Yes, I did. Uh, I'm still recovering from it because it's been nonstop. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you sent up picture. The fast lane and, but he uh, sent up picture with the Kilgore Rangerettes and everything. Right. <laughs> and I was like, look at my man go. All right, all right. I have my TEP pom-poms out, especially when you call the game. But we will get to that, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all, y'all know it's been a, a, a fast and furious uh, last few weeks since y'all heard from the game. Lots of sports to talk about today. We will get into that. Send a shout out to Miss Nicole Delaney for checking in. Before we get to the sports, though, how about a word from our sponsor? We are sponsored by May Jane's Coffee. That's M-A-E-J-A-N-E-S coffee.com. You can get your Colombian, your Honduran, and your Brazilian blend coffee, freshly ground or not, by my sweet daughter, Sasha Denise. On Facebook, I think she is Denise Denise. But she also has mugs and T-shirts for guys who still want to support but necessarily do not drink coffee. Or you can buy the coffee and gift it to people. But again, that is May Jane's Coffee. That is M-A-E. J-A-N-E-S coffee.com Right on, right on and um, shouts out to Ms. Denise Denise and for May James Coffee. It is keeping us afloat this morning. Now we've pontificated we've battled, we've, we've argued back and forth, we've crunched all the numbers and now we're down to our final two teams in the college football playoff we're um I do need some more, actually, and I will be making my order soon. Um, and we're down to our last two teams in the college football playoff. In about 48 hours or so, a little bit more, we will crown a national champion for the 2021-2022 season. Um, it's Georgia and Alabama. And, yes, you SEC fans, we're going we're gonna to dive right into this. I want to start with you, though, Brandon. Um you were actually boots on the ground for the semifinal round that happened here in Dallas between Alabama and Cincy, correct? How was that experience? It was a great experience. I loved it. Um, it was just, you know, breathtaking. You know, I wasn't able to um, ever do that in my life, and I finally got the opportunity to do it. It was fun. Been around different media outlets from across the country. Um, I'm mostly connected, though, with people out of Cincinnati um, because – most where I was at, that's where a lot of the Cincinnati uh, news outlets were. But it was just amazing to be, um, you know, meeting different people, especially up and coming and the veterans to see how they do things and, you know, just get my feet wet. All right. Nice. Nice job by you. Nice job by you. Now, let's go with you with the first question. Would it be in Alabama and Georgia? Do you think 
Melissa, you answer personally, and then you answer for the rest of America. Are you yourself suffering from Alabama fatigue? Do you think the national audience is, is tired of seeing Alabama in the championship game? Oh, of course. I mean, that's like with the Patriots. Everybody was tired of seeing the Patriots um, always in the Super Bowl. Um, I just feel like it's just time to crown a new champion. Alabama <laughs> has already proved what they need to prove. What else more can they prove? You know, I want to see somebody else, you know, take it. And I'm, you know, honestly, I want to see Georgia make up for it, for that embarrassing loss. <laughs> oh, speaking of embarrassing losses, you're going to walk me right into something. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to try to get this out the way early before we get into the, the to the meat and potatoes of the show. Shouts out to my mama, Angela Colton, checking in. She's saying she's um, good morning, beautiful people. Good morning, right back at you. Happy to put a smile on your face. Tasha T. Sizzle, we go way back. And I want to throw an NBA reference to you in regard to Georgia specifically because I agree with Brandon, and, and Mike has also said this too off wax. People tired of Bama. Anybody but Bama. But if you're Georgia, <laughs> this is the best team that, that uh, Kirby Smart has had. It's definitely his best defense since he's been at Georgia. And most pundits say this is one of the weakest Alabama teams that Saban has had in the championship game. Is this now or never for, for Georgia? If they don't get it done now, is this a wrap? Oh, it's most definitely a wrap. This this is their year. If they don't get it done this year, they're not going to get it done. I'm just hoping Kirby Smart doesn't again turn to Coach Klein as he, if you get that reference, you, if you know, you know, as he seems to do when he plays against Saban. Alabama, yes, they're good. They're all, they've been good for the last few years, but Alabama is actually beatable. Right. If you go in there and play your game and don't tense up, Alabama can be beat. I don't necessarily think it's an Alabama fatigue. Um, Alabama brings the viewers. I don't care where you are. Alabama is, if Alabama's on the screen, people are going to watch them. And then it's almost like the Cowboys. Like you get tired There's of the Cowboys. It's almost like America's team. But I mean, it is. Going. You get, you get, people get tired of, of, you know, the Cowboys being pushed and pushed and pushed. But what do we do? We watch it, whether we're enjoying it or we want to see the train wreck. It's it's either or. It's Alabama is going to bring the viewers, period. Well, well the thing is with that, though, Tasha, the, the Cowboys deliver with the train wrecks. So if you hate the Cowboys, oh, just sit tight. We're going to give you something to celebrate about eventually. But Alabama, if you hate Alabama, ooh, you might just be S-O-L. I'm looking forward to the matchup. We're going to double back around and get your, your predictions for the game. But, Mike, I don't see any blue. Everybody's rocking blue today, but you. I don't see any Michigan gear. I don't, I don't. So let's just come right to you, bro. What happened? What happened last Friday night? What happened? Well, as Michigan fans, we know uh, what our weaknesses are, and it's kind of no, hard because no, we never. No, what's saying with you? Your name got Michigan in it. No, so no, that's what I'm saying. So like, we can do plausible deniability. We, I've been saying the whole time what our weaknesses are. Um, our quarterback, I was not down for. You know, he's been you. You were kind of nice to him. You're like, no, no, literally. But you Jay, know, why I was nice to him because I love your wife, Stacy, and yeah. I couldn't say anything in y'all's house. But. Yeah, but we we both knew that JJ needed to be starting that game uh, to give us a chance. Um, he just has a faster release. Uh, Mac McNamara has a slower release. It, he has a, what average of two tip balls a game, and so I was like, oh man. Good thing about Alabama and Georgia, their D line. If they don't get to you, they know how to be smart about it. They put their hands up and they bat it down. 
which is ext- that's NFL smart right there. Um, and we were not ready for that. And it also felt like Michigan was okay with just winning the Big Ten. And they were like, okay. Mm-hmm. I think that three weeks, or it felt like two months to me, uh, that, that, whole, that whole fast streak that we had, we're like, okay. Like, if we had played them that next week, it would have. I think it would have been a little bit different. We probably still would have lost, but I think it would have been a little bit different. But that whole month, man, that was that was harsh. And I think we just deflated. We are like, okay, we're good. I thought that Georgia did an outstanding job of neutralizing Ojavo yes. and Aiden Hutchinson with the quick passes out to the to the flare. We had no answer for that. I'm like, Aiden, I know you want your numbers. Stop and jump. I almost cussed this morning, y'all. I'm going to throw this back to Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, as a non-Michigan fan, just as a, a, a bipartisan viewer of the game, what were your thoughts? Is that really that big of a talent gap between Georgia and, and uh, Michigan after watching that game? Yes, um, Ooh, I, actually wanted, I actually wanted Michigan to win, but after I, what I saw, I was like, that was a joke. You guys should have played mm-hmm. better than that. I mean, honestly, to me, Cincinnati gave a better fight at first to Bama than you guys did against Georgia. Mike's dad I, I, agrees with you. Mike's dad said the same thing sitting on the couch, and I had to get up and go get some more snackables. I don't you necessarily guys- think that it's a talent gap. It's what I said all season long. Michigan has to score early and score often, yes. and they did not. And they did not do it. It's not necessarily a time. I don't think it's the fact that Georgia just kept them at bay. It was just the Michigan of earlier on in the season showing up where they couldn't score in the first quarter. Had they, which scored, goes back to what Mike said, we needed a we needed a change right. of pace. That was the one time to roll the dice on JJ McCarthy. There was obvious zip on the ball when he the line was just getting destroyed by Georgia's defensive line. Maybe I didn't watch them close enough this year. Maybe I was just blinded by Michigan's success. But that defensive line of Georgia, if they play like they played in Miami, they should be the national champions come Monday night. So let's get to our our, our picks. Tasha T says we'll go clockwise here. Who do you got winning the nat- the Natty? Bama. Damn, me too. Who do you got, Brandon? <laughs> I'm going Georgia. Um, and the reason I say I'm going Georgia is because they already got humiliated. I feel like they're going to go down with a fight and they're going to end up being playing smarter football and come out on top. That's just me. And you, Michigan Mike? I agree. Um, I think before Michigan got hot, I, I did pick Georgia. So I'm going to stick with that. And uh, I think they get it done. Um, Kirby Smart, I'm going to just tell you like this. You're on the precipice of becoming the early 2000s um, Sacramento Kings that couldn't get past the Lakers or the early nine, late 90s New York Knicks that couldn't get over MJ, or, or or pick a rival where the fatigue of not getting that done ultimately imploded those teams. So, Georgia, if you're going to do it, you better do it Monday night. Right. There's no more There's no more excuses. There's no more hand-holding. If y'all don't get it done, stay out of the tournament, and let's revamp for something new. Before we get into Harbaugh, though, because some interesting news came out about him. Brandon, back to you. With Oklahoma, and I want to make sure I got this out before the championship was over. What are your thoughts on Oklahoma with with all of the quarterback moves that's going on there? And and me seeing a report where Charlie Batch is offering Caleb Williams a million dollars to go play at Eastern Michigan. Like, what are your thoughts on on people trying to rummage through um, Oklahoma's team like that? Are you okay with it? Or what's what's going on with that? I mean, I'm not okay with it. But, I mean, just with the whole transfer portal, the NIL, that has screwed up college football. So this is, this is going to be the new, the new college football. 
we are always prepared. I can say that we always have somebody that's backseat, you know, waiting for the opportunity to make things happen. Like prime example, we had Chandler Morris. He transferred to TCU. He played lights out for the time he got to play. Uh, Tanner Mordecai at SMU. He played lights out this season as a starter at SMU. So I think we're prepared. We're always prepared. Um, we lost Spencer Rattler, possibly be losing uh, Caleb Williams. But the move that I like was Dylan Gabriel coming from UCF. Yes. Uh, OU. I didn't expect that. Right. But my only concern either. about that move is he's coming off a season-ending injury. <clears throat> you know, if but also he hasn't really played Power Five competition as well. So those are two things that I'm worried about. But I mean, we have Jeff Levy. Um, they both uh, worked with each other at UCF. So if they have that same chemistry and they're on the same page, I don't think our offense will be horrible. Definitely not worried about defense with Brent Venables coming to town. Right. How many years? How many years do you think it'll take OU to get back into the playoffs? I say one or two years. Michigan, mm. you better keep JJ out of that transfer portal because the thing about Oklahoma is they they they're going to always have speed on the outside. They're going to always uh -huh. have NFL caliber receivers and, and and skill players. All you need is a trigger man. And uh, the transfer from UCF, he has NFL size. He has an NFL arm. He did, I believe, he broke his leg or something. Uh, they, they cost him some time at UCF, but this, but prior to him going down, he was going to be a top prospect, a uh, college prospect to watch for. So Oklahoma should be in good hands. Now, and they will siphon players like you siphon somebody's gas. They will. They'll get them in o, at OU and recycle them and, and, and push them right out. Get them, you know, they, they go there. As Jalen Hurts, as right. uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Good, uh, good point. Now, I knew this wouldn't take long for this to happen, but I'm still curious to get y'all's thoughts on this. A few days ago, we started seeing rumors surface on all the national outlets that Jim Harbaugh is becoming a hot commodity name yep, you called for it. an NFL coaching job. Now, um, Tasha, let me start with you on this. Do you believe these reports, or do you think this may be a money grab from Harbaugh and his agent to try to recoup some of the money that – he gave up last year with the pay cut. I don't necessarily think it's a money grab, and I don't understand where it's coming from. This is his base. This is his dream job. Why would he leave this dream job when he has them kind of where he wants them and where we as fans and the university want them? They're on the upswing. Why would he leave now? I don't I think it's much to do about nothing. He's been in the NFL. Yes, he was very successful with my Niners because when he used to say, who's got it better than us? I was, I mean, I'm yelling, nobody, as if I'm in the locker room too. But the college game suits him better. So I don't think he would leave. It, I mean, I think it'd be stupid to leave. Now, Brandon, let me come to you real quick. <clears throat> should he leave? I'm with Tasha. I don't think he should leave. He should stay. In um in our riff, that's my opinion. I mean, yes, he was successful with the 49ers, but I just feel like he's more of a college coach rather than an NFL coach. Not saying that he can't handle it because we already seen it happen, but I think he's better suited in the college, you know, field. Top of the morning to Grandpa Langston. He's right in time for the college football segment. <laughs> my man, Brandon, what a new year brings. <laughs> Y'all are friends at the top of the year for the first show of 2022. Um, Shouts out to, to Langston for checking in. Um, 
Look, yeah, and yes, look at my boy with the ring light. He's shining. And, and I've been had the ring light since last year. I've been. <laughs> you gotta got work in silence. You know what I mean? You, I can't take it all out there. You know what I mean? It's a lot of right, stuff I've been doing. Right, and we're already being trolled, Mike. So with Langston saying "Go Blue," let me come directly to you. Now, Tasha and Brandon says that the college is where where Harbaugh should stay because that's where he's the best fit. I got a two part question for you. One, has he already reached his peak? We saw what happened against Georgia. Do you think that against the SEC's elite that we can get any closer next year? I think we can. I think it is a re. So you have to think like Michigan of old. <laughs> the last time we saw that was that Lloyd Carr status, I believe. So we went through a lot of bad coaches, and <laughs> so like it takes a lot to rebuild a whole Michigan style. And I think as Michigan fans, we're like, no, we need you to get it done now. And he's right. like, patience, patience, patience. Like, we get it. We asked for him to beat Ohio. He finally beat it. Uh, we, right, we asked so for him who's to... he, Eddie Murphy and Dream Girls? <laughs> <laughs> we asked that he, he get the Big Ten Championship. He did that. And so I think it's just a stepping stone. It's like, okay, cool. Now let's start getting these recruits in. Let's start con con consecutively start beating Ohio. And then that'll be uh, to the playoffs and leading more chances to beat SEC teams. Well, wait a minute, Mike. You stay right there. I'm coming right back to you. But isn't the expectations what caused him to get a pay cut in the first place? Because mm -hmm. now, we're, I know me personally, I'm going to come into next year like, damn it, you got to go to the shoe and beat Ohio again because I've seen you do it. And this time, you got to finish it off with a, at least a championship game appearance. That's a pretty lofty goal for somebody who can have other options out there. Maybe but, that, Chicago, but, maybe the one Raiders. but that mm -hmm. victory in the big house – bought him some time if they do go to the horse blank as I okay, like to call right, it. Okay. If they if they do go there and he does lose, us winning last year gives him some time. It it'll yeah. keep them from saying, okay, he's gotta go. He can't get it done. Right. Because it was high expectations at least on every other year. It wasn't just a win. It was like a, they dem they demolished that right. that dynasty. And they then like you got saw them recruits into the leave. final four yeah. playoff for yeah. the first time. Like this is this was this season gave him a lot of time. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about Hassan Haskins OH square running for five touchdowns in the snow again. I'm gonna have to watch that since we Brandon, I'm gonna say this so they can't hear me because they Michigan fans. You know we ducked Michigan State today in basketball. We done, we done came up with some bogus COVID tests yes. at the midnight hour, and now I ain't got nothing to do at 1.30 Central because we was going to get smoked by Sparty. What happened to our basketball team? Man, I try to tell you. I try to tell you. I'm going to tell you nothing, Mike. I'm going to to the football field. <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> oh, my God, Michigan basketball. What are you doing to me? So, Mike, last thing on Harbaugh. If, and this is a big if according to the peanut gallery here, if Harbaugh bolts for the NFL, what's his legacy? What What's his legacy at Michigan? I think his legacy is that he turned it around. It was a good refresh for whoever else is coming in. Um, I think he did what he needed to do. Uh, he was hired for that reason, to turn it around, to be back. And he, he won the Big Ten Championship. We back. So do you? So, so we leave with, without any unfinished business or anything like that for Harbaugh? If he, if he decides no hard feelings, Let's, no, you didn't? No, let's be real. We did we did not think that they were going to be in the national title game or a no. national playoff game or at all. No. So Big Ten Championship was our goal as fans. And we're like, all right, cool. Let's just beat Ohio, Michigan State on there. 
um, and let's get it done this year. That was our goal, and he did that. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But but y'all earmarked this, and and Langston is saying, um, talk about the beating they took. Hey, we opened the show with that. Mike was very transparent, and Tasha was was look at look at Brandon laughing like we it's you know what we did he was late to the show. <laughs> He was yeah. to the show. That's the funny thing about Early it. Early bird gets the work. Come on. You're supposed to be on time, Langston. We, <laughs> we done spilled our guts. Mike done came out of the Michigan garb. Now he's in his in his, in his regular <laughs> attire. We said that Tasha said we started off slow. We can't start off slow. Mike said that, uh, that we had the wrong quarterback in there. We had a horrible defensive game plan. And just like Brandon said, we just didn't show up to play. We didn't match their intensity. So, like, um, all of that good stuff, and we moving the hell on. I wish I had a voice. <laughs> no, we don't need to hear what you got to say on that. Now, now, Brandon, we we talked offline about this maybe a couple of weeks ago. I think you sent me something very simple to just say, kind of like I told you so. And I was like, what did he tell me about? So you know me, I jumps on Twitter, and I see two letters trending: A, B. Oh. And I was like, okay, so I went and looked and I, I went back. I said, man, you sure did. You said that this that they should have never let him back on the field. Tasha, for I'm gonna come to you first, but for anybody who's been sitting out holiday warrants and y'all just now getting out for the new year, Antonio Brown has once again imploded um on his team. If you take a look at the picture there, that's the last image we see of Antonio Brown as a Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> what that is was crazy. Like? <laughs> that was, that I have another crazy. one that's even more funnier. <laughs> this is this is awesome. So Antonio Brown deuces out, he pieces out, and, and there's stories all over the place about what happened and what led up to this. But so Tasha, I want to start with you. Now, was this about his ankle, him being hurt and, and being forced to play hurt? Is this about the money? Because we've heard that maybe this was about his contract incentives that he wanted his incentive paid out up front. Or is this about him just being crazy? Or is this about his targets? What was what was this episode about? I think it's D, all of the above. But mainly, I think it's about his mentals. And I remember I, I sent you something about that. It's... Stop it, Langston. <laughs> Keep going, Tasha. <laughs> And remember, I told you he should have never been allowed back in the league. That's number one. That was always my opinion from the get-go. And then he sent out this tweet when he was trying to, you know, prove his point. And he says, health over wealth. That health also includes this. It's not just about that ankle. Because when he was standing outside waiting for that Uber in those well-heeled ankle booties, he didn't seem like his ankle was hurting. When he was sitting on the sideline at the New Right, and invented sex shooter boots when he was at the sideline at the at the next game. He didn't seem like his ankle was bothering him. He's in the studio cutting albums. Your ankle wasn't. I'm not saying the man's ankle was not hurt. I'm not saying that at all. But it wasn't bothering you that much to do all those other things. Why couldn't you just pull a Ladanian Tomlinson and say, Coach, I'm not going in. Put your warm your coat on. Put right, because he said he didn't off. want to wear their brand off the field is basically why he threw okay. his Okay, okay, but just put the, well, just put your coat on like LaDainian Thompson did in that one playoff game. You, but you're doing all that extra. I'm tired of making excuses 
for these people who choose this sport, who choose this, and we're supposed to continue to give them a pass. I don't give them a pass. You're taking off gloves, throwing gloves in the stands. You're taking off your pass, throwing those. You're walking out, doing jumping, but your ankles hurt. But you, yeah, it could have been adrenaline and this, that, and other thing. But I don't give I don't give him a, a pass. And you're, you're going to tweet out health over wealth. What about your mental health? That is a big mm. part of that. Mm. And then the league mm. also knew what they were getting when they Wait, allowed like, him. You're preaching past the collection plate. Mm. When, when they mm. allowed him mm. back in. But what did they do? They wanted him because they knew AB is going to bring the eyes. Just like when Tampa Tom is bringing him in. You letting this man live in your house and now he's throwing your ass under the bus. You, 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 know, you know what you get when you take a chance on a player like this. And, and, and you and, and didn't and he, he just win before? Didn't he just have 15 targets and 10 catches for a buck against Carolina? Right. But the thing is, had you not faked your COVID test, your ass would have been in the game and you could have hit your marks and you could have got your money. But Great you out here. Boy. And he had another week here, next week. Right. And you were you were injured before we get that. Then you come back with the fake Rona card. That's your fault. That's not the Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Now I do think that they because they have really, really good, slick wording. And you have to read their statement that they put out. And it says something to the effect of, well, he didn't notify medical staff. That, that's their escape. Because he was like, well, I notified, you know, Coach Because he did pull some receipts. He had some receipts right. on his phone. Look, fellas, and, and Tony Brown should be your lesson for side but they, chicken. But they were too. <laughs> Them handwritten receipts don't right. work, man. He, Come on. He had the text on the phone. They knew his leg was hurt. No, hey, it, it don't feel right. It's different than okay. We'll go to our doctor, have it checked out, make sure you're good. Because some players will be like, "Oh yeah, you're good. You could play." Like those are doctors, and right. they're like, "No, nah, that's mental. That's all mental." Then now Langston said, "Man, he left the stage like duck on the five heartbeats." Today is my last day as a heartbeat too. <laughs> Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Nice like fish. I wish that raindrop. Tampa Bay was fall. one of your Super Bowl favorites <laughs> coming into the season. Are they still now with no AB and no uh, Chris Godwin? That's kind of tough. I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Um, I mean, it's still Tom Brady, yes, but I, you have to have a good offense on this NFC, and I don't think that they can beat Green Bay at this point. Um, they can't beat Dallas. But, they can't beat the Cardinals. They can't beat not a nary body. Oh, no, calm down now. It, it's still Dallas. It's Leonard still Fournette. Well, who are you beating with Leonard Fournette? Free Keyshawn Vaughn, damn it. Put Keyshawn out there. Let him Leonard, Leonard Fournette is still better than Zeke. Oh, we're going to get into that. Oh, mm. yeah. That, mm. now, I'm not disputing that. We're going to get into that. <laughs> Brandon, now you said all along that he was a cancer. I think that's the word you used was yes. cancer. He is. What stage? What's what's <laughs> Hold on. Stiana says they can beat Dallas Paul without Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin. Stiana, I'm going to need you to stop that. And, and speaking of Stiana, your Denver Broncos play in Nissan Stadium next year. I want to see you at the game. Brandon, the floor is yours. Is, is um, AB's career over, or will he get another chance next year? It's over. I'm going to start with this. I'm, I'm going to start with this. So, He's first cousins with Hollywood Brown, right? Yes, he is. Okay. Have you seen Hollywood Brown come out and say anything? Have you seen Hollywood Brown post anything or any pictures or anything with him? No, we haven't. Nope. That should tell you something. 
Is that is he that cousin? <laughs> yes, he's that cousin. I'm telling you. Oh, no. People should, you know, you should feed on to that. And like that, that should tell you signs right there. That's why you red flags. Man, some he have issues. If your own blood line don't fool with you, then that should tell you something. The man have issues. You know what? I'm so glad you said that, Brandon, because this is a show for and by the people, and we all have that cousin that our mama told us. Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear you around such and such. I want you know. So yeah. All right, somebody mute your mute your show. We love you, but we get but, but on now. <laughs> so okay. <laughs> all right, thank you. So um. In conclusion, does he get another job next year, Brandon? No. Why? Why would some? Why would a franchise want to bring him on to to a team? Why? Why would they do that? Why jeopardize that? He already didn't show his true colors a long time ago, and now uh 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 As long as Jerry Jones got <laughs> blood in his veins, Come there's on, always. That Come on, AB. We got a star right there in the middle of the field for you to stand on. If Show that's the case, he'd have been already there. If that was the case, he had plenty of times to pick him up. Plenty of times. But see, that but that was before we lost Michael Gallup. Now, if, if if there was any way to dope up that ankle, then I think you better watch out for the Dallas Cowboys because they may have him running out there in a walking boot to try to win a championship. We signed Greg Hardy. We signed Pac-Man Jones. We signed uh, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer back in the 90s. No, I'm just saying. Mike, is this career over? Uh, for the NFL, yeah. You know, Maybe he plays in the Canadian Football League or the it's XFL. Not. How are you going to get to Canada with a fake vaccine card? <laughs> right. He's, okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> wow. All right, hey, we're off and running on this uh, first episode of the new year. Now, last, was it Monday? It was Monday night. We saw Big Ben, Big Ben Roethlisberger play his last game in Hinesville. A snoozer of a win over the Cleveland Browns, and we're going to get to Cleveland in just a minute. Y'all stay, stay put. So I got to thinking about Big Ben and his legacy. And, and I'm, I'm having a hard time coming to grips of, of where he is on the all-time greats list like so so i'm gonna come to you mike let's go counterclockwise where is he as, a, as an all-time great what is his what is his legacy so I'd, i would define uh like an all-time great quarterback like top 25 that's what i would say is he a I top mean, 25 quarterback he has to i go. think he's like i think he's like 20 in my opinion um been to the super bowl three times won it twice I, I I would say that now I, I'm not also judging his off the field antics um, and things that he's been accused of and charged for. So I would say as a player, yeah, probably top twenty. Top twenty. Okay, so so Brandon, you saw most, uh, if not all, of of Big Ben's playing career, uh, especially in the AFC and being a Patriots fan. You've seen him quite a few times in some big states games. Where do you think that, that he lands in your list for your generation? I agree. I think he's top 25 as well. Um, I mean, he started off with a great career, did good and everything. I mean, like Mike said, you know, we're not going to go based off his, you know, off the field antics, you know, the motorcycle accidents and, right. you with know, no that, helmet. right, that pertain to, you know, some of the injuries that he have had in his career. 
Um, but I will have to say he was a staple in Pittsburgh. You know, he um, brought two championships. Um, one, he brought like in his first five years of being with Pittsburgh. Yeah, he was, he was well respected in Pittsburgh, you know, and I had to respect him as well. You know, it was nothing wrong with him. Um, so, I mean, I, I think he did what he had to do and he, he makes the top 25 list in my opinion. Now, T. Sizzle, I know, and we're not even going to go gender specific here, but I think you have a different approach to Big Ben. I'm just guessing here, but so you tell me, where, where does he land on your all-time grade? Do you hold the off-field stuff against him more so than others? I don't hold off-field stuff against him simply because everyone keeps saying how great Brett Favre was, and look at all the stuff he did. Wasn't he sending nudes of, of little Brett Favre out to people when he was still playing? When he was Don't playing say no when you're talking about a man. We have pride. Just keep going. I'm just saying. <laughs> Big, Big Ben is a name that is going to go down in history, especially with you know his Steelers lore. He played his entire career as a Pittsburgh Steeler. No matter how hurt, banged up, or dinged he was, Big Ben was in that game, except was it the thumb that one time when he – I mean, if Big Ben physically could not go, he wasn't on the field. But if he could go, Big Ben was on that field. We don't have a lot of quarterbacks and players now coming out of this generation that will go out there and, and do that just to get a win. Yeah, Langston said it right. He was a warrior. He played in over 85% of his games, which which brought me to a, a special edition of Start One, Sit One, Cut One, because everybody that came in in that hallowed class as far as with him and uh, Eli Manning and uh, Phillip Rivers, they're all gone now. They're, they're all gone. So we're going to we're gonna play a special episode of Start One, Sit One, Cut One with the, the three who, who's arguably one of the, the most prolific draft class of QBs that we've ever had. So, <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me. Tasha, we start with you. Start one, sit one, cut one with Eli, with uh, Phillip Rivers and old Big Ben. I'm going to tell you off the jump, Eli is cut. He's the weakest of the crew, even well, though damn. he has Super that was Bowl. Quick. He's the weakest. I'm going to sit Philip Rivers just on the fact that Philip hasn't really won anything, and I'm going to start Big Ben. Okay, Brandon, you're up next. Uh, I'm going to cut Eli because, like I say, two rings don't mean nothing, huh? Yeah. No. Um, I'm going to say start Philip because he didn't have much, and he still did pretty good. And then I'll say I'll have uh, Ben coming off the bench. Okay, and Michigan Mike, your thoughts? I'm going to start Ben. I'm going to sit Eli. And the fact of this one is I hate Philip Rivers in the way that <laughs> Why? He, Why? I hate Philip Rivers in the way that he leads his team slash doesn't lead his team. He All he does is blame everybody else and he gets in their face. That's not how. You, that's not a leader. That's why he hasn't won anything. So Damn. I can't have you on my team. Didn't he play an AFC championship game with a torn ACL? He got 40 kids. He's a great leader. What you mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You wait till those kids grow up and then you tell them. You ask them the same question. We'll see. You, are you saying a memoir is on the way? <laughs> uh, so that's why I have Eli on the bench. So at least he's going to be quiet and making that face on the sideline. So. Wow. And the thing is, Mike, you out of control with these pitches today. Our, our program director <laughs> has caught all three of them looking like, well, damn. All right. I'm going to agree with Brandon on mine. I'm going to I'm gonna bench Eli. Because really, really, his whole 
claim to fame is because Mario Manningham made a a, a laser. He said light he was going to cut Eli. I cut Eli. Yeah, you cut. I'm sorry. Cut, I'm cutting Eli. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start Rivers because if you can take care of nine kids, <laughs> <laughs> then you gotta be a leader. You <laughs> get y'all asses up. It's time for school. Can you imagine knocking on nine doors every morning to get them? They came back to you know what? I'm on. I'm on. And yeah, you gotta have a house back. alarm at that point. You just gotta have <laughs> one big alarm in the house. <laughs> Stop it. Making nine lunches. Remembering all them damn birthdays and middle names. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, I, I'm gonna go with Philip Rivers. Plus, as a Titans fan, he was a Titans killer. The man, if Ladainian Tomlinson didn't let him down, I think he would have made it to a Super Bowl. But we're gonna we're gonna give uh, Langston the last word on Big Ben, which he says. He's the white Steve McNair with more success. You didn't have to throw the success in there. They both like them a little side chick, though. Can't, can't dispute that. They like them a thick thigh, too. Dude. Hmm. <laughs> That's me... too soon. Too soon. He's been gone for years. Not in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's all go to Dave and Buster's afterwards. You know what? That's an inside joke for Titans fans. We are sorry. Langston. You are wrong for that. And now, as we quickly digress away from that, it is time for the TEP regular season NFL awards. Y'all ready to get this thing cracking? Because I've seen this list, ladies and gentlemen, and I got plenty of furniture around here to throw. I'm just letting y'all know that now. No, you know what? Let's hold that for a second. We're going to hold that for a second because I want to get into Baker Mayfield real quick. Yeah, get him. Now, Brandon, I don't know if if, um, if if you saw this or not, or, or if you're aware of this or, or or whatnot. But we saw the other day there was a, a beat writer by the name of Mary Kay Cabot, a beat writer for the Cleveland Browns. She wrote an article saying that Baker Mayfield now is wanting out of Cleveland because of uh, Kevin Stefanski, head coach Kevin Stefanski's play calling. Now, for those who have been watching Cleveland closely. A lot has been made about the fact that they're throwing the ball so much when they were one of the most talented offensive lines and have one of the most talented backs in the league in Nick Chubb. We saw that on Monday night. They couldn't throw the ball. They got sacked nine times in a game to where your running back was averaging seven yards carry. So now we're to the point to where she writes this article. Baker Mayfield comes out and goes nuclear on this lady, says that, that she's looking, you know, to start drama and they're using him, you know, to, to try to, clickbait and this and that. It's just a mess in Cleveland. Brandon, I'm going to start with you with a with an either-or question. Is Baker Mayfield a victim of an awful Browns organization, or is he a coach killer? I'll say probably a coach killer. Ooh. You know, I'm not really a big fan of Baker. You know, like I say, they praise him up here in Norman. I'm not really – I never really was sold on Baker. <clears throat> and from the game that I watched on Monday, this was an actual game that I actually sat down and watched. Oh, I'm so sorry for that. Finish. Oh, my God. Um, that was start awful. to finish, his throws weren't getting there. You know, he, he, can, he cannot, you know, because his arm is – it can only go so far. You know, so – I mean, it's on Baker, you know. Um but I will have to agree with the play calling. Why? Why is Nick Chubb on the sideline? 
Why? He was Why? averaging seven yards to carry in that game, and they threw the ball twice as much as they ran. I I, yes. I don't get but it. But it helped me out because I won my fantasy championship. Bro. Oh, my God. I was yeah. wondering how you was going to fit that into the show today. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> they had Nick Chubb, and I was like, man, Nick Chubb is going to go off. But back to what we were talking about with Baker. Um, Baker Baker's issue, um, he, he's arrogant. Um, he feel like everything should be about Baker Mayfield, and it's not, you know? And you can't go like that in the NFL. You, we're all men here in the NFL, supposedly. Let's put it that way. We're all men. Because some of them don't have that man mentality, you know. But Baker is just, you know, he's always been arrogant. And I think that's a lot of reasons why he didn't get offers to different colleges. Wow. So this is going back to the college days. Mike, is Baker Mayfield a victim of the Browns organization or is he a coach killer? He's a coach killer. He's a victim of Baker Mayfield. <laughs> like, oh, that's what it is. So I've never liked Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, he's a, he's a Johnny Manziel. Like, what happened to him? I mean, he Johnny Manziel was even I, – I think I appreciate Johnny Manziel even more now because now I'm thinking, like, oh, he wasn't even that taunting. You know, let's be real. When he started dropping off, he was quiet. He was like, all right, I'm going to just see myself out. You know, um, but Baker Mayfield is like throwing stuff on the way out. He's like throwing trash cans. Like, man, go sit down somewhere. You're not good. So, yeah, I'm done. Wow. Tasha, is Baker Mayfield trying to dupe us and trying to request a trade because he knows that Cleveland is about to get rid of him and not pay him an extension? I don't necessarily think Cleveland was even trying to get rid of him. And I think they would pay him, but they're not going to pay him what he feels like he deserves. Because and what would else? that be? He, to me, I'm I'm like with with rest of our esteemed panel over here. Baker Mayfield is not all of that. I just not a I'm not a fan of Baker Mayfield. I told you the only thing I liked when he took that flag and planted it in the ground. That's the best thing I liked about him. Oh, and he that oh you I mean in that Oklahoma um, that Ohio doink. Yes, yes, he does seem very arrogant, and you know with the wife coming on here doing I like I just don't I don't agree with all of that. So right. no, who else is going to pick up that headache? He's not affected. Then now he's injured. So what team is going to say, okay, he's he's coming off this bad shoulder. It's not his thorn shoulder. He's got a bad shoulder. We saw his performance in the last game. Are we going to take a chance on him? He's not going to get the money that he thinks he deserves. That's, that's point blank, period. Looking at, and the thing is, Brandon said it, and, and it, it was crazy that, I watched that game, too, for the most part. One of the rare Monday nights that I had where I could actually just watch the game, and he looked horrible. Even if you're playing injured, like Steve McNair played injured. Big Ben played injured. We 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 know players that play injured and still are productive. Emma Smith won the NFC East in 93 with one arm and, and basically was running with one arm for the whole second half. <clears throat> Baker Mayfield, um, he's a coach killer. Just ask Hugh Jackson. Just ask Freddie Kitchens. Just ask um, uh, uh, what's the, the defensive guy's name that, that he said he didn't want him around there so he can have Kitchens. Uh, Greg Williams, and now he's got a problem with Kevin Stefanski. You've got a. They put an offensive line around you. They put a running game around you. You ran OBJ out of town, and OBJ is this is catching touchdowns for a Super Bowl contender now. And what's going on in Cleveland? The only bright spot is. Donovan Peoples Jones. Don't you stop it. Right. That's not, I mean, so so Baker got to roll. Uh Langston says that Baker believed his own hype, period. 
I believe his wife believed his own hype. I believe that that his handlers have believed his own hype. He's not that guy. You're not that guy, buddy. You know, I think he's having some some mental issues too because he's seeing his boy uh, go off over there in Arizona, and I know they're close. And he's like, "Man, I could do better." And so it's like tough for him. That's that's a good point. And also, if you think about it, not only are his were his contemporaries that he came into the league with, like your Lamar Jackson and your Josh Allen's that went after him in the same draft, they're doing better than him. But now the young cats are coming in behind him, doing better as well. Um. Wait a minute, Troy Aikman, how he get brought into this? You know what? I was answering his question. He said, name a Super Bowl OU quarterback. And I was like, technically, Troy Aikman played for one year. So. They got three. See, Brandon, you and Mike, see, th- th- see, that's how we get each other's back right here at the extra point. You ain't Troy coming Aikman does bus. not claim OU. He, right. he played there, damn it. He, doesn't. he, he played there one year. So. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> he said he ran from OU. Oh, oh. You know what, Langston? Thank you for the segue. Because speaking of Rand, let me get this ready for my for my my visuals. Mike, you know what's coming? He's back! <laughs> How they look? How they look, ladies and gentlemen? He is back. They call him the King. They call him King Henry. They call him the Two G O G. Whatever you want to call him. His mama called him Clay. I'm gonna call him Clay. Derrick Henry is back for the number one seed Tennessee Titans, who needs a win over the lowly, lonely Houston Texans to secure home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Yet, when I turn on all the national shows, people are laughing and scoffing at the fact that Tennessee is a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Brandon, let's start with you. Does the return of the king move the needle? Does it make the Titans a Super Bowl contender in your opinion? No. What? Dang. All right, moving on. Mike, I'm just I'm just going to put it there. My boy went off for you guys. Dante yeah, now, now, I'm going to bring him up in the, in the next segment, but yes. But that shouldn't take away from the king. No, I mean, the thing about it is. Right now. That place is Halloween. That's the thing. They don't need to rush him in. You know, give him light work for right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't rush him in. He's coming off an injury. And that's the part of the reason why he's injured. Mm-hmm. He was like a workhorse. They worked him too hard. You know? The, the, there is no such thing as working too hard when you're the king. The man was going after history. He, listen, Let, think about it. He went famous. down on Halloween and had 937 yards rushing. The man was 137 years old when they fought. He was about to go back to back two G's. The man was. Oh, about to how old he was. But look, but let me tell you, foot, that foot let him know how old yeah. he was. His body was like, nope. I had. Well, I'm sorry, some haters over here, Stiana. Thank you, Steve. And tighten up one time for the YouTubers. Tighten up, Brandon. I'm disappointed in you. Well, now, I, I had Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback, and he didn't. Excuse my French. He didn't do shit. What? No. He did Brandon. better when D. Henry was on the field. You know what? You know what? I I, I thought this was going to be a good segment. Where the hell is my crown? Mike! I, I mean, I'm actually on your side on this question. I, I think that they get more respect with him back on the field. But I, I agree with Brandon. They got to be smart about this. They can't just throw him back in there. Like, all right, you're going to get 100% of the touches now. Like, no, nah, let's do this maybe 60-40. Like, let's ease it in there. Yeah. You got show. He says he's gonna get hurt. Sorry, but it's gonna happen. That foot is gonna cause other injuries trying to compensate. Mm-hmm. Now Langston was mm-hmm. a running back. 
a, a, a very high skilled running back at a high level. So I'm going to take that and, and I'm going to receive that from a guy who played the running back position. But this is a new day in technology. A, a ACL tear don't keep you out for six years no more. That's not a career ender. The man's foot got the screw in it. He's ready to plant and run. Tasha, are we the team to beat in the AFC? Just go ahead and say no. Yes. No, I sent you that meme. What when I sent you that meme, what was it? I said they're gonna be doing his damn foot like this. It is too early. I don't care screws or not. It is too early to bring him back. Like Langston said, it's going to cost further injuries because he's going to be trying to compensate for that injured foot because he's going to be tentative on it. Me having a child just like Stiana, who has come back from an ACL tear. Sasha favored one leg more than the other because she was trying to save her repaired knee. It happened. Well, this isn't an ACL tear. This is a bone break. Either it the does, bone is it healed or it's not. It doesn't matter. And a bone does yeah, not heal that fast. A bone does not feel, heal that fast for him to go out there and perform at the level that they need him to perform to in order to win. You can you can straighten up that crown all you want to, but them jewels <laughs> is going to fall out and it's going to turn silver on the tips. Like you get the fake jewelry and put the clear nail polish on it. What was the, wait a minute. The disrespect going to stop now. The Langston giving us elementary rhymes of the cat in the hat. The, the cat in the suit talking about the foot bone connected to the leg bone. We get all of that. What I'm saying is, in nine, in eight games, Derrick Henry ran for 937 yards. That's in the eight healthy. games in his absence, the Tennessee Titans ran for 987 yards. That's the healthy is there, The holes are there. Mm -hmm. Deontay Foreman is a legitimate co-star with Henry in the backfield. Henry's it's a not going to have to coach the rock that many times. It's a new team. You're talking about the past. You're talking about Chris Johnson back in the day. <laughs> ran, talking about Chris on, Deontay Foreman <laughs> plays for the Titans right now. He's got 480-something yards. He's got more rushing yards than it the It don't Eagles. matter. It don't matter. He don't. See, this is what y'all failing to realize. See, Brandon tried to go ahead and put it out there, but y'all was so ready to fight me that y'all missed it. Brandon said Deontay Foreman has been playing lights out in Derrick Henry's stead. Derrick Henry's uh, not going to uh, have to play uh, me 30 uh, times uh, 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 when he comes back. But your question and your argument is all about King Henry. And we just stood up here and told you that we do not think King Henry is going to make the difference because he doesn't need to be playing. He's coming off of no injury. him not him not y'all don't want him to play. And what he does on the field is two different things. Now we got a, a Cowboys fan here saying he should sit out to next year. Why? So y'all can sit around and watch us get bounced out the second round of the playoffs. Ain't <laughs> happening. This you want to happen. you want to save your star, right? Y'all trying to kill him. Y'all trying to take him out. You look. Tomorrow ain't promised. They can, They already got the Omarion. They can have the, the uh, Keith Sweat variant next week. They can have the Mary J. Blige variant by next November. It might not even be no season. You, If you're a Tennessee Titans fan, you got to go get that yard they stole from Steve McNabb right now. And the only person who's going to get you there, let me get in the screenshot right here, is that King. Now, you the Tennessee Titans. Brandon, I'm coming back to you. You the Tennessee Titans. You got a four-point lead. The ball with four minutes left. You got Deontay Foreman and a fresh leg Derrick Henry in, in, on the sideline. You're about to pound that rock all the way to a victory. We're going to SoFi, y'all. We're going to SoFi. As I sit my name, James Carter. Huh? Cricket. Well, I, I ain't hear nothing about that. Now, Stiana said he should sit into the playoffs. I agree with that. He shouldn't play this week. But the Titans are going to get a bye. That gives him an extra week to get healthy. Oh. Uh, 
10 carries from the Kings is 150 yards? I would be going for four. I would not. I do not trust a player who is coming off of an injury who is rusty to be put so in that position. A doctor, man. We got Dr. Souls. We got, uh, we got Dr. Dre. We, we got uh, 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 Dr. Oz and, and, we, and we have Dr. Culture because you're the only doctor that seems to be saying the foot is 100%. He can get out there and do what he needs to do. Come on now. That's just saying you're a terrible person, just selfish. <laughs> so if you, was a, if you was a true Titans fan that truly cared, and we're thinking longevity, not just now, present, you will say sit. You will say sit, Derrick Henry. No, what Paul's saying is is he's afraid and he thinks this is a, the, the Titans' year. Next but year, he doesn't believe it. Year. Wait That's a minute. It is saying. the Titans' year. First of all, we didn't already vanquished you, San Fran. You, and that was with Deontay Foreman. First and and of if y'all want some more, if you want some more, come get us a sofa. You want some more. Hey, Tommy, it's okay. It's okay. We beat him. It's all right. The Patriots beat him. Nothing. Yeah, but yeah, no, the Patriots beat him because your boy fumbled two times. Let you let's keep that real, Deontay Foreman. But but Mike, I'm gonna just tell y'all like this. Now I get it. I can. I smell the fear coming through the screen. Y'all don't want to see no parts of the King because you know if the King is out there, that means that play action is working. If the King is out there, you can't double A.J. Brown no more. And you saw when the, the 49ers didn't double A.J. Brown, he went for 11 catches and a buck 50 and a touchdown. Walked him down. I actually said their chances do go up, but you should limit his play. That's what I said. Now, see, this is the reason why he should play. Langston just made my point for me. He already run reckless. He only got three good years top. So why waste this one? Hell, he came, if he came back in eight weeks, Brandon, I, I see you looking at and, and I know you're not sold, but if he came back in eight weeks this time, if he break it again in the playoffs, hell, he'll be back for the uh, training camp. That's just another eight weeks. Get your ass out there, King, and bring home that ring. Right here. At the extra <laughs> point. So Y'all are nervous. Now, Wayne oh. says the bad thing is the Titans, this is the Titans' best chance. But you can't play Henry if you want him to ever return to form. Look, then it's Deontay's show. Then it's Foreman's show after that. Then we're gonna we're gonna do something else with that. Now, shouts out to Latonya Buchanan said he is not ready. They're gonna get him hurt again. The opposition is gonna go after that. Foot. You know who's not ready? If the Titans lose, you know who's not ready? It's gonna be Tannehill's fault. He's gonna choke. We'll see. That's not choking all season. That's what, right. Yeah. No, from right. a stats perspective, from but a you stats can't do that in the playoffs. But he's done something Steve McNair never did. He's done something Warren Moon never did. That was winning his division back to back years. They look. We can stay into this. McNair all went to the Super Bowl though. Who? And Warren and McNair Warren Moon's, Super Bowl. and Warren Moon's defense let him down against the Bills that year in the snow. Warren Moon was out. You give a quarterback a 35-3 to lead, you don't lose that game. He's out there pitching who on the job. But his, his defense did that, not, not Warren. Warren did. Now, he said, I start my throw <laughs> on the band post and Mr. Week of Work. That's right. That's why I only put this on when I'm talking about the real king. If I start my toe again, I'm going to be out to September. Do you ever start your toe on the bed? <laughs> Any of y'all? Y'all know yes. that stuff hurts. Don't be like that. Yes. Look, now I'm trying to get out of this segment, but y'all are causing me to fight. All right. Now, as we continue. 
Please don't compare Tanny to McNair. Now let's not be let's not be sentimental now. Now we now we know that that McNair is, is the ultimate Titan. Hey, we know that. Well, actually, this guy right here is the ultimate Titan too. But but come on now, Tannehill's about to get us back to the Super Bowl. All I gotta say is meet me at SoFi Stadium. Get your get your butts out there to L.A. Now. We're not done fighting because y'all did something disrespectful on these awards. I saw your, your picks. And I'm ready to throw some furniture around. So, damn it, Mike, let's just get right to it. It's time for the TEP Awards. And, no, I will never compare Ryan Tannehill to Steve McNair. <clears throat> other than the fact that Steve McNair, we only got there once. We locked him out, and we've been jinxed ever since. Now, on to the TEP Awards. We're going to start with League MVP. Brandon, who's your League MVP? I got Aaron Rodgers. Oh, La Rod, huh? Oh. <laughs> All right, we got uh, Tasha. Oh, wait a minute, it's a clean sweep, huh? Yeah. Oh, Lyron Rodgers. Lyron yep. Rodgers. Now, for you sports nerds out there, A-Rod did complete his season, which he's going to play Sunday against Detroit. I don't know why he would do that. He finished his season with 3,799 yards, passing 35 touchdowns, just four picks. 111.1 QBR. Um, there's been a lot made about Aaron Rodgers' MVP chances this year. There was a guy in, in Chicago that said he wouldn't vote for him because he was an unvaccinated jerk. Do y'all agree with that? Obviously not if y'all picked him for MVP, right? No, that doesn't have anything to do with it. We're going by play, playing, you know, stats, all that. Langston uh, says Ta Jonathan Taylor. That's disrespectful to the king because he's just a great value version of the other Derrick Henry. Oh he wouldn't even be in the, in, on the on the the map if it was Derrick Henry's. You know what? Wayne he agrees with us with Rogers. Let's move on. Um, <coughs> offensive Player of the Year, uh, Program Director. If you could cue that up for us, you all. Brandon, we coming to you. Who's your team. Offensive Player of the Year? Jonathan Taylor. Listen to are telling me, oh, man, let it go. <laughs> Wait till I get on Zeke. Jonathan Taylor. Okay, why Jonathan Taylor, Brandon? The dude has been electric. Ever since he's been uh -huh. in the NFL, ever since he's been in the NFL, he's been able to parlay it. He, did, he went off at Wisconsin. Now he's on the NFL. Who else? Okay, uh, Mike, I, I'll get, get go ahead and give your flowers to Taylor before I, I snatch him off his 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 corpse. Yeah, I mean he turned the Colts, which I didn't think were any good. I mean you you called it. They still not. Yeah, I mean, but but still, they're still making them. He's making them the at least a, a playoff contender. Um, so mm -hmm. I would I would definitely give it to him. Without him, that that's no team right there. Right, Tasha. The same, kind of like Mike said, he is the one bright spot on that team. Because you look at some of these other offensive players, they have help around them. He's basically carrying that team. He's the epitome. Mm, I, will, yes. I, will, I will give you that, but when the King was on the field, nobody even heard of Jonathan Taylor. When this man right here was roaming the streets, the Colts was out of the playoff hunt and everything. Wasn't nobody talking about no Jonathan Taylor until the King got hurt. I'm going with Cooper Cup. Check out these numbers, ladies and gents. 138 receptions, 1,829 yards, 15 touchdowns. Led the league in all three categories. Nobody got any love for Cooper, huh? And look at his defense. Look at look Cooper Cup's defense. Look, look, 
look, but look at what is around him. Cause we all know it's Wayne, Wayne agrees. It's Cooper Cup. Uh uh-uh. uh. His quarterback is crappy. That's even that's even uh, more to his but, to, to but, his favor. But again, when you got a defense that allows your offense to be risky, it makes it easier. Okay, so we just gonna overlook the fact that Indianapolis leads the league in turnovers for us. Where Jonathan Taylor's getting all them short fields and them goal line carries. We're gonna digress though. Oh my God. Because uh uh But the only person we're talking about on that team is Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard is better than any linebacker on on the Rams. When you talk about the Rams, you talk about three or four names on the defense, you talk about two and three or four names on the offense. Thank you, Wayne. What do you mean? What's around? We're speaking on uh, this the offensive player of the year award. Again, we ain't trying to hear about no knock your teeth out. Again, your defense allows you to take certain chances on your offense. You know that quarter. He come on. Look who's throwing him the ball before week before week three. I don't. He didn't win against a team that was over five hundred when he was in in Detroit. And he was like nine and whatever against teams that had a winning record. These are are Jerry Rice with the Duke texturizer in his head numbers uh-uh. for Cooper Cup. Oh it no, we ain't not fighting, ladies and gentlemen. This it is just beginning because their answers are so disrespectful. But again, again, their defense allows them to be risky when it comes to their offensive play calling because they know the defense nine times out of ten can get in there and stop the other team's offense. That doesn't make him – I'm not taking anything away from Cooper Cup because he's out there balling, but that doesn't make him an offensive player of the year. He has more help on both sides. If you a great value package, Derrick Henry, you don't win the award. Next. (laughs) Let's move on. Let's move on to our defensive player of the year. You see see where we're going with this, y'all. They done all colluded (laughs) against me. They done all colluded against me. All with all the picks, huh? I just happen to be the lone wolf. Now, I can't make a case against TJ Watt, but I can make a case for Mike Parsons. Wayne, you a good brother. Wayne says it's Parsons. Now, Mike, you tell me why it's TJ Watt. Um, I mean, he leads the uh, NFL in sacks. Um, I I agree that Parsons is having a great year. Um, and honestly, if it were up to me, I would probably give it to Parsons. But mm-hmm. I don't well, think it is up to you. This your pick. I don't think that's gonna happen. This is who I think is gonna is, is get it. Right. No, get who's it. your pick, Mike? We want to know your pick. You your your thoughts are just as important as as uh, the Keebler Elf to be on first take. Well, well, spoiler alert. I already given Parsons an award, so I'm going to give this one to, to T.J. Watt. That's not fair. If the man deserves more than one award, didn't you see how many Michael Jackson won for Thriller? Nope, I'm giving it to T.J. Watt. Sacks okay. is really hard to come by in this in the this day and age and this type of NFL play, which you said like quick throws. Um, it's really hard to sack a really smart quarterback, and uh, I'm giving it T.J. Watt. Now I want to double back to something that Langston said. That be the only, the only he only made the one, only sensible reason that that you may take um, the running back over Cooper Cup. He says that the uh, that Indianapolis wouldn't win without um, Indianapolis and the, and Cooper Cup being off the team. The Rams would still be successful. I don't know how successful, but that's at least something I can entertain. Now, as far as uh, the defensive player of the year, this is the reason why I take Parsons over T.J. Watt. He was more durable. 
and more versatile. Yes, T.J. Watt had more sacks and less games, but um, Parsons had 25 more tackles. They had the same number of tackles for loss. He had almost 50 more yards in net yardage loss, so his impact plays were bigger, like sacking him for bigger losses. And in coverage, he gave up zero catches in coverage. T.J. Watt is never going to drop back in no damn coverage, in no zone. He has one fear. He has one function. First of all, T.J. Watt is not on the field enough, but that's why it's surprising that his name is always mentioned. But the few times that he is on the field, he is very effective. And if and if he's not on the field, a lot of times those offenses feel like they can do whatever they want to do. He is the he is a game changer. Just him alone on that Steelers line. Again, I'm not here for no, him. He is. Brother. He is. No, him, he him is. His brother, I would agree. Him and his brother are always injured. Every time you turn around, it's something wrong with one of them damn Watts. That's why I call them season Watts. Yeah, they got <laughs> the low Watts. I mean, it, so and then you know the media just loves him because of his brother. I mean, come on, let's 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 get it out there. That's like the little Kardashian sister who's the model. Yeah, she's a pretty girl, but she made it. Why? Because of who she was associated with. TJ got a lot of shine on him because of JJ, and then he came out and said, "Well, yeah, I can play ball too." So he kind of picked it up from there. That's a great point. And, and really, that that's makes a point for Parsons. So good job by you, T-Sizzle, on that. Because uh, Now, let's move on to Offensive Rookie of the Year. Brandon, you up first. You going with Mr. Chase, huh? Was he on your fantasy team? Uh, he was on one of my teams, yes. Yeah, I know you won your championship in that league. He had about <laughs> 50 points. I won two. And he was not on that, the one that I won the ring. He was not on that team. Okay, all right. So, so what's your what's your your case for Jamar Chase? Well, my case for Jamar Chase is he started off the preseason not catching anything. He was making excuses. He didn't see the ball. Or That's true. Well, he got it together, and he proved like, hey, I'm gonna go out here and ball, and he's been balling ever since. Balling, balling, Dude, balling. Two hundred and twenty six yards. Like, really? That got me eliminated from my championship game. I don't, but I have to give him his props. But I don't like him right now, and I don't like him next year either. Tasha, <laughs> you got Mac Jones. Go ahead and, and, and state your case. No, remember, I chased it to Jamar Chase. I told you it was between Mac Jones and Jamar Chase, and I said I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. Okay, so make your point for for Mac Jones then. Okay, well I can. I mean, I can. Yeah, I can go ahead because of where he's playing who he's playing for, and where that team was last year. Because that's what I wrote you at first. Where they were last year and where they are now. He came in, yeah, he may have beat out Cam because Cam didn't want to get that jab in the beginning, but he's playing way – he's proven that he is playing better or can play better than Cam this season. So that's why no. I originally went with him. But the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, do not be surprised and fall out of your chair if Mac Jones wins the offensive rookie of the year because right. a lot of times – these are, are relegated to the the most important player on the best team a, as they stand. And mm -hmm. I think that when you look at what what uh, what he's done with basically a ragtag offensive uh, the weapons, I mean the the, the they're going to be a dangerous team. And the way that the voting has gone in the past is similar to the Hosman. The, the best quarterback on the best team, as far as rookies go, he stands far and away above the Trevor Lawrence's this year and and uh, and all of those guys. So don't be surprised if you do see him for rookie of the year, although I think Chase has been phenomenal. 79 receptions, 1,429 <laughs> yards, 
fourth in the NFL, 13 TDs, which was only one behind Cooper Cup. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Mr. Michigan Mike. Yeah, there you go. I got Parsons on there. Uh, man, I, I honestly haven't seen a rookie defensive player in a long time play to this caliber. He is ready. Um, he's ready to go. The speed that he brings, I think a lot of people were surprised just coming out of a, a Big Ten conference. One of the things that we have been known for is lack of speed, uh, specifically on the defense. Yeah, he's just playing lights out, blitzes, coverages, like you say. Uh, it was really cool to see you know, behind the scenes of him uh, playing jokes and trying to get coverage on on Cooper, and that was just good to see. Uh, so, yeah, I, I definitely think Parsons without a doubt. Yeah. Brandon, any thoughts on on uh, the the DPOY, DROY, actually? Well, a lot of people are shocked about Parsons. I was already watching Parsons when he was in college, and he was phenomenal in college, in my opinion. So I'm I'm not shocked or surprised here. The dude know what he's doing. He's very humble. He know um, how to read coverages. Uh, he's working well. He's getting there, and like Mike said, the speed. His speed is amazing. At a linebacker position, you have to have that speed. You got it nowadays in the NFL. The linebackers are as fast as the running backs, right? Because like, he wasn't originally. Speed is ridiculous. Remember, he wasn't originally a linebacker, so I think right. that's where that speed comes in. Comes right. Into play. Good point. Good point. Um, I'm excited to see what he does in the playoffs because that's where legacies are made. He's done a phenomenal job, but but then again, when it comes to the playoffs, teams scheme you up differently. They block you differently. Let's see if he can have the same impact in the playoffs. And coach of the year, please, Michigan Mike. Boom. Now, I'm ready to turn some shit over. Mike Mabrell. What? What? What are you laughing at? Mike, really? I mean, he's Ed's Patriot, but I don't think he's deserved. What? So wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Let me call. Bring it down. Bring it down. Bring it down. Now, Marcus, you way too late to the show to be bringing up some Big Ten versus SEC. You got to go back and catch the beginning. <laughs> we already gave the SEC they propers. Um, although LSU, didn't they lose to, to Manet State on TV the other day? You know what? Mm. I'm going to stop. Back to you, Brandon. What is what is this this Zach Taylor? What has he done? Let me put it this way: the Bengals were four and eleven last year, right? So, okay, they're ten and six currently. Okay, okay, that's a big jump right there in win improvement. So, and is plus, this the most improved coach of the year, or is this the coach of the year? No, this is the coach of the year. And Brandon, you win the TEP uh, uh, person of the year. Says Brandon, go Brandon. Of course, I did my research. I, I look. I didn't just oh look. At, I didn't oh just look at um what like what is going on or anything. I looked at how many wins have they improved, having all their key players back, the draft, all that. Oh, you making my point for me, Mike? What is up with Zach Taylor? Are you doing this whole uh, most improved deal again? I wouldn't necessarily say most improved, but yes, most improved. But you got to look at it like you're taking uh, a new quarterback, a new wide receiver, a whole new quarterback. A whole new. He was injured. He was injured last year. He was still new. He played half a season last year. Okay, but taking a team that didn't make the playoffs last year, last couple years, um, and then have no improved. No, I mean, you, you have to think of a coach of the year is taking nothing that that hasn't been oh, done before right into and, my and i mean if anything if you're trying to make the why is 
why is the Titans head coach going against the Green Bay head coach? Like both of them made playoffs last year. There's yeah, no improvement there. What do you they mean both that's no there? Wait, wait, they, but hold on. Wait a minute. And the thing is, this isn't a recurring uh, deal. This isn't about who, like with, with T.J. Watt and with uh, with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers didn't improve over last year. His numbers are worse, but yet he's still MVP. Because he's, Would, sta- he's standing out above everyone else. And look where they started. How they started. Zach Taylor is standing out above everyone else. Is that what you're saying? Yes, he he is. is. Let me break something down to y'all before the people, because 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 Brandon did used a word. He used to catch word, and he he said um, research. I did a little research of myself, and I'm gonna and Wayne Donaldson is gonna lead me off with this. Zach Taylor is getting the benefit of playing a last place schedule. Let's talk about this year, this the 2020, the 2021-2022 season. Zach Taylor had no COVID issues. He had um, no injuries to any of his star players. He played. He, you said he went four and, and what twelve last year. They played a last place schedule. They played. So he knows two how to manage his team. Okay, right. They played right. two playoff teams this year, and they lost mm-hmm. to San Francisco and they beat Kansas City. This is recency bias. Y'all saw them beat Kansas City on national TV. They won the division. Over a division that was ravaged with injuries, Mike Vrabel and Wayne said it best. He had an NFL record number of people that had to play because of injuries. He lost his MVP candidate in week eight. Because he doesn't know how to coach his team or manage his team. Wait, hold on. He did what, Mike? He doesn't know how to coach or manage his team. That's why he. We just talk talk, talk about minute, running him he running into know how his... to coach. So he doesn't know how to coach or manage his team. Yet he beat. Uh, Kansas City by way more than Cincinnati beat Kansas City. He beat Buffalo. That he beat the Rams. Matter. He beat that the does. 49ers. And you ran your he's franchise running back into the coach. ground. Like, huh? that didn't but, need to happen. But, but also, check this out. Y'all oh, have wait a minute. But check wait this out. Hold up. Hold so, up. Let me get this point out. Let me get this get point, the point out. out. So, y'all won the division last year, and y'all division sucks. The, the Bengals are in a tougher division. Thank you. So, the Bengals are in a tougher division than the Titans? Yes. Will the Indianapolis Colts win the NF- the AFC North? What you got the Colts? Will the Indianapolis Colts win the AFC North this year? No. Will the Indianapolis Colts win the AFC North this year? You you're playing a conference that has the Colts, the Texans, and the freaking Jacksonville Jaguars. Listen, Wait, listen are you Colts kidding me? To win the division? Are you kidding me? Listen, Wait listen a minute. Who listen else in the AFC North is going to the playoffs? Are you kidding me? But look at this. Check this out. Who this else out. in the AFC North is going to the it, playoffs? It no one. It doesn't the, 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 matter. The Indianapolis Colts. Your division is not tough. It's your bottom. Only. Your bottom two teams have a combined what five five victories? If I'm Cincinnati not played them both. Cincinnati played the same teams that, that Tennessee but look, played. But look, look at the bottom teams in, in, in Cincinnati's bracket. Look at the bottom teams. What is their record? They played what two playoff teams all year. But look, check they this out. San Francisco okay. and they played Kansas City. They I'm played gonna give, the I'm last place schedule. Tennessee played their first place schedule. This is the AFC South standings right now. You got the Titans 11-5. and five. You got the Colts 9-7. and seven. You got the Houston Texans 4-12. and 12. You got the Jacksonville Jaguars 2-14. and 14. Let's go they don't to the play north. those teams every week. Let's go to the north, though. You got the Bengals ten and six. You got the Steelers eight, seven, and one. Are they going to make the playoffs? We're not worried about that. We're going by competition. Baltimore uh, Ravens eight and eight. 
You got right, to wait a minute. Hold on, let's nine. back up. Let's back up. They're is back Pittsburgh back. better than Indy? Is Pittsburgh better than Indy? Yeah. No. I is Cleveland so. better than Indy? They're all around. Is Cleveland better than Indianapolis? That the silence means no. No, it is, no, is uh, that Baltimore that better than Indianapolis? No. Yes, yes, I would say the Baltimore Ravens are better than the Indianapolis Colts. Baltimore with Baltimore, no, no Lamar Jackson for the last yes. five weeks. Yes, the talent around those teams that. are better. No than than Mike, I see you being yes. quiet up there. Would the, the, would the Indianapolis Colts win the AFC South. North? The Colts will not win the AFC North. No. Who will win the no. Who will win the AFC North? It, you saying it, that Cincinnati would win the AFC North, huh? With the Colts in there, the Colts be their team all year. We can make the same statement about the Dallas Cowboys being in the NFC East. But this, but 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 we don't have Mike McCarthy up there. We're talking about Mike Rabel. Y'all are giving this guy credit for being four and eleven last year. But the you're giving your coach you're but you're giving your coach credit off of doing what? What what the problem is everybody below them. The problem they, is you're giving you're giving Rabel, you're giving Rabel good things about breaking something and then redoing it. Like what are you breaking something and redoing it? He's done the vape and cleaned it up and be like, all right. Tell me I did a good job. Made. Like, no. Wait, 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 what did job. he break? What did he break from last season? Uh, go get your crown. Go get your crown. Go get your crown. Go put it on. Okay, wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah, he broke him. We run for more yards without Derrick Henry than with Derrick Henry. We already talked about him breaking Derrick Henry. The team is already. But wait a minute. But did it cost the team? How's the team the number one seed if he broke Derrick Henry? If he broke the team. Oh, you Not see. to mention how many games that uh, AJ Brown missed. Not to mention how many games that Julio Jones missed. Not to mention how many games that Taylor Lewan missed. Not to mention how many games but, that Bud Dupree, their that star defensive lineman, missed. Do with coaching, that does not have anything to this do. This is with a coaching, coaching award. This is a coaching right. award. Right, and you don't mean to tell me that he had his team who was more banged up, ready to play every week, to finish with a no. better record than Cincinnati? No, no. They finished like, with a better record. No. Like Mike said, his team is already made. What he takes his ass in there and does, move shit around, break it down, and then say, well, look, I built this back up. What did they it's break the down? Team. They've been, they've been one of the top the teams all year. Team. It's the same team. Hold on, Wayne. Wayne, tell I want y'all to rattle off Cincinnati's wins. They're beating the Chiefs, Bills, Rams, Indy twice, all those playoff teams. Who has Cincinnati beat this year? And the Titans do that every year, and then what happens? Oh, no, 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 don't start. This is a regular season award. Then you're trying to bring the playoffs into it. Then you're trying to bring – what is Zach Taylor done in the playoffs? But you can't This is Zach that. Taylor's second season. So? And he's improved way more than Vabral to me. Well how, well, how much better can you improve from 11 and 5 if you were 4 and 11? That's That is a – no, that's a – like Mike said, that is a total – Turnaround of a team who was not expected to perform. Yes, Mike Vrabel's team. Oh, so this is the exceed your expectations no, award. No, no. Mike Vrabel's teams are expected to win because of what they are, not because of him. All right, we got some people. Lisa said the AFC South records was 26 and 38, the AFC North 33 and 30. The AFC South is going to have two playoff teams. They got two teams in the playoffs right now. Name me the second team from the AFC North that's going to the playoffs. We can't because we don't know if uh, Pittsburgh is going to be in. Well, Pittsburgh and Baltimore play each other, so one of them is going to be out, and the other one is going to be sitting in 10th place. 
Any takers? So exactly. It's right there. It's right there in front of you. AFC South is 26 and 38. AFC North is 33 and 30. How is it so if Mike Grable did more with less talent, how is that not a better coaching job than if you had the rookie but of the year got, but and you, you got, got Joe Burrow, who was a, a top five quarterback, but you got and you didn't have any uh, injuries uh, to, uh, to Joe Mixon, uh, you didn't have uh, any of your players, uh, Higgins, none of them missed any time. They played every game and they still finished with a worse record than Tennessee. But you so got you're six, penalizing you got them for wins. managing it. Well, well wait a minute, right. but you're penalizing you Grable. Wins. You said he uh -huh. broke the team. He did. He, they kept he ran reading that, what was broken. He, he ran Henry into the ground. That's your franchise running oh, back. Oh, so he ran Henry into the ground. So could someone say that, that this guy ran his quarterback into the ground last year? He got knocked out for half the year. That was a torn ACL. He wasn't. He didn't run him to death. That's the quarterback's job is to have. The yeah, ball but he dropped back the pass fifty times is, a game last that, year. But that is his job. He's under. And Derrick Henry's job is to run the ball, but not every. Yes, because they are dependent yeah. on them every down to get you something You can say that done. about any running back then. You can say that about any quarterback. So wait a minute. It's not Zach Taylor's fault that, that Burrow got hurt last year, even though he was leading the league in attempts when he went down with his ACL injury. Then he got hurt in the pocket getting tackled on. He didn't just get hurt in no practice. But Mike Vrabel, he loses his best player goes on without a hitch. He's playing with a guy who wasn't even on the roster in Deontay Foreman. That's and Foreman not, is playing just as good as Mixon. But that doesn't have any... That's, look, look, I'm going to say something real controversial here. It's almost like Bama. One player goes down, you got enough talent to put somebody in to take over that position. Not saying that Derrick Henry is easy to replace, but I'm not saying that at all. But you got somebody that's talented enough to get you where you need to be. That's not coaching. Let me. Oh, that is the coaching. So Wayne asked a great question. So just that's let Henry coaching. run ten times a game and lose. Is that what you do? You gonna take your but star running back and run no, a five ten times the, a game? What's his average? Give a better balance. Yards? Yes. What is his average per yards? What is Derrick Henry's average per yards? It was almost close to five yards a carry. Okay, so you running ten times. That's fifty yards. That wasn't a problem last year when he ran for 2,000. But he, you know. So it's the coach's fault every time a player gets hurt or we just no. talking about Derrick Henry. When you're any any coach that continue, what was the what was the guy? Who was Paul? Who was I can't remember, Paul. I sent you somebody and I said they're running him like a pack mule. The coach kept giving him the ball, kept giving him the ball. What game were we – oh, my God, I can't even think what we were watching the game. And I said, they're running him like a pack mule because the coach kept giving this kid the, the ball. It was a college game. I can't remember. And I said, he's going to mess around and get hurt because they're, they're relying too much on that player running that ball and carrying the team. Where was, you where was Joe Burrow in passing attempts? How many times did Joe Burrow drop back to pass this year? Was that in the top five? Because we're about to look know. to see. Because Joe Burrow was fifth in the league in passing. We do see that. Joe Burrow was fifth in the – I'm going to pull it up right now. I'm Joe sure, Burrow was fifth sure in the league in passing. But, again, Joe Burrow's job is to have the ball in his hands every snap. And that is Okay, so, that's the, so he was – yeah, the most oh, most so he was the the had this season. But that wasn't that's not using them though. I'm just saying that 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 look, if you're gonna pick Zach Taylor 
over over Vrabel, that's fine. That's your choice. But the reasoning behind it is so flawed that you basically you're giving a guy credit for being a garbage team last year, playing a last place schedule, playing no real competition this year, and playing in a division where with they're the going to be the only year, with, the, with a second year quarterback, a first year wide receiver. What else is on that team that this but, man bro, is coaching? Higgins, Joe Mixon, who was a, a Pro Bowl running back. Joe Mixon Joe was last season. This is his first Pro Bowl. Okay, so wait a minute, but he got hurt last year too. He was on my fantasy my, team. My, my, was that Zach Taylor's Mike, fault? Mike Vrabel coaches a whole team of veterans who know how to win or should know how to win at this point in their careers. Oh, so they so they should know how to win at this point in their careers because they're a veteran team. Yet we just picked the oldest quarterback in the damn league to win the MVP. Because he knows he know how, how to win. Well, then why isn't Joe Burrow your MVP? Because he knows how to win. Joe Burrow, but why isn't Joe Burrow your MVP? Joe Burrow is not an MVP because of the numbers. He's not Joe Burrow is not yeah. an MVP. He has better numbers than, than Brett Favre. I mean, I'm sorry, than Aaron Rodgers. But he's, he but, he's, but he's not an MVP candidate. He is in the. He was listed. If you go and pull it up, he's listed in the MVP. But you know they're going to get it to old Lyron. You know that's just that's just right. Coming. But no, but but we're talking about our picks. My thing is, was it Zach Taylor's fault that Burrow got hurt last year? And does does Vrabel get any credit for his quarterback not getting hurt this year? But again, Tannehill's supposed to have been this great savior when they pushed old exotic Smash Mouth out of there. They brought Tannehill in because why? He was supposed and all to he's be done is win. He was supposed to be able to lead, a and that team. was a coaching move, right? That was a coaching move, right? No, that was not a coaching was, move. Well, who, well, who benches the quarterback? The coach. The, the, Mike, help me. Was Mike? Come on now, let's use some sensibilities. Was that a coaching move to I bench Mariota and, and said to bring on? I said bring Danny Hill in the organization overall. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Now Mike Langston Bible says not anybody. Now wait a minute. Langston says name a defensive player on the Bengals. I'll wait. Where are they ranking defense? Trey Hendrickson. Where he go? <laughs> <laughs> right, but I'm just saying, like, okay, all right, they had a a, a bad defense, and all I'm and saying Joe. is, <clears throat> y'all were all over Jonathan Taylor saying he was next level, but none of y'all would concede that Indianapolis Colts would have won that division. Mm -mm. They but can't I stop that pass. Please. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we will see how this plays out in the playoffs. And and God, please, Lord, with the heavens and the bells on earth, if you can find it in your heart to bring Cincinnati's punk you-know-whats up to Nissan Stadium and catch that work from the King Henry because they rank last in the league against the run. So why you tell you, Cincinnati. Why y'all can't get it done without King Henry? Huh? Why y'all can't get it done without King Henry? Why you got to? Why you gotta wait on King? Henry if your coach in? is all of that, if your coach yeah. is oh, all no, 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 of that, no, 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 no. Of the year, remember coach of the year. Hold oh, oh, on, wait a minute, wait a minute. But you make up my point for me. King Henry been out for eight weeks. You take Joe Burrow, you take Jamar Chase off the Bengals, and you tell me where Zach Taylor's team is after eight weeks. Huh? I'm still gonna stand where I'm no, at. No, right. no, 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 no. Take, take their best offensive weapon off the Cincinnati Bengals for the last eight weeks, and where are the Bengals? But weapons. Huh? I said weapon. No, no, no. We, we'll say Jamar Chase. That's your rookie of the year, right? Or or, or Joe Mixon. Take your Pro Bowl running back. You take Jamar Chase off that team. Where are they? What's their record today? But again, you have a team What's full of record? veterans with those Titans who should 
who should and have won, it's not the same. You can't compare. You picked the Colts to win a division, Tasha, over the Titans. Exactly because I don't because the Titans are not that good of a team. They well, are how are they good. first place? How are they first place in the AFC? It's a lot. See, this is emotion, ladies and gentlemen. This is right. You know what? You're right. They blind, move on. They don't want to give the Titans any credit because I'm a big Titans fan, Wayne. You right. He's a Cowboys fan, and he's being objective. So we're going to move on. We're going to close the show with some picks because we do have a couple of must-win games that the Titans ain't in, by the way. Well, I guess technically we must win to secure home field advantage. Yeah. And when and when your boy wins coach of the year, we coming back to this, to this conversation because we'll know in about a week. So let's pick some games. In the most vaunted, in the most um, the most uh, competitive conference and and, and uh, division in all of football, we have Pittsburgh and Baltimore playing for last place in, in the playoff slots. Who you got winning, Brandon? Pittsburgh. Who you got, Mike? I got Pittsburgh. Who you got, Tasha? Pittsburgh. Got to put them in nine, seven, and one. Okay, prove my point. All right, now we have San Francisco. Who needs to win to get in versus the Los Angeles Rams? Now, for the people who don't, uh, right? Even Mama was like, "Y'all crazy." All right. So Pittsburgh, I'm sorry, San Francisco versus the Rams. A little tidbit here for before they make their picks. The Rams have never beaten Jimmy Garoppolo. This iteration of San Francisco, they've only five against Jimmy Garoppolo as a starting quarterback for San Fran. With that being the backdrop, we start with you, T. Sizzle. Your 49ers, they get it done? Hashtag faithful. Hashtag faithful. Mike, who wins? Yeah, you want to need that. I got the Rams. <laughs> you got the Rams. Who you got, Mike? I'm sorry, who you got, Brandon? I got the Rams. <laughs> you got the Rams as well. And in the Sunday night game, I'm going to start with you, Mike. Since you was counting this team early in the season, do the Raiders do the impossible and take the last AFC slot on Sunday Night Football against the Chargers? Mike, what do you got? Man, I hope they do, but I don't think it's going to get done. I got the Chargers. You got the Chargers. Uh, what? Yeah. Sizzle, who you got? I got the Raiders because the Chargers got that, that step on a banana peel uh, mentality going on right about now. They do. They do. And I'm going with the Raiders as well. For some reason, I just think that they're going to do it for Charles Woodson. Because you know Charles is going to show up to that game out there in Vegas. And for you, Brandon, who you got? I got the Chargers. You got the Chargers. So you're going with Justin Herbert. And y'all, and look, for those that hung in there with us during this show, y'all just wait till the playoff matchups come out. I'm sure that this is going to be very, very entertaining. Bella said this. She said, tighten up. She said, tight up now. Do we have any any shout-outs? Brendan, you got any shout-outs you want to give today? I uh, just want to give a shout-out to uh, the BGCN Network for allowing me to cover the Cotton Bowl for two days. Also, um, to the North Texas uh, Sport Network as well. Um, a great opportunity to cover uh, the Cotton Bowl against uh, Bama and Cincinnati, so I want to thank you for that. Right on, Mike. Any shout-outs? <laughs> Um, I want to shout out to this weather. <laughs> the cold is finally here. Uh, be nice to us, weather, uh, and let's not be a freeze. Right. All right, T. Sizzle, any shout outs? Talking about shouts out to the weather. Oh my God! Look at oh, this. look at those blue skies. Look at this. Ooh. 
I don't really have any shout outs today. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to uh, the University of Michigan's basketball team for ducking Michigan State today and using it COVID so they can save me two hours of sorrow. Maybe I can finally go watch The Matrix on HBO Max. Um, other than that, thank y'all for hanging in there with us. We will see y'all next week with a full playoff preview. Um, one more time for the people who relate to the show. Brandon, you got Bama or Georgia? I got Georgia. Mike? Yep, got Georgia. Tasha? Bama. I agree with, with Tasha. Roll Tide. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.